Hey, Alex here, and you're listening to another episode of the Market Adventures podcast. Today is Tuesday, April 6th, and I gotta tell you, I've done a pretty good job avoiding Robinhood's shenanigans, but last week, they got me. They finally got me. Stay tuned to find out what happened. Do you find yourself spending too much time managing and keeping track of your household investments? I know I do. And Passive has been my solution. With Passive, you can turn your brokerage account into your own personal robo-advisor, saving you from having to pay fees to a robot. Passive makes it easier to be a DIY investor, like most of us are, and save for your retirement by helping you automate all the tedious parts so you can spend more time enjoying life and doing what you love. All you have to do is link your brokerage account to Passive, set up a portfolio, and Passive will do all the hard work in keeping it balanced. You'll get notifications when your portfolio needs attention, and you can place trades in one click. Many Passive users use the software to manage their household accounts seamlessly in one dashboard, me included. If you have accounts with interactive brokers, TD Ameritrade, Alpaca, uh, Tradier or Quest Trade, you should definitely check out Passive. It'll make managing your accounts a whole lot easier. And like I said, I opened accounts for my son and my daughter recently, so I have six accounts I'm managing. Passive makes it a whole lot easier. Visit passive.com slash adventure. That's P-A-S-S-I-V dot com to get 50% off your elite subscription. Passive.com slash adventures. Okay, so last week I had a bearish call spread on the spot that expired on Friday. It was a 401 call that I sold and I bought the 402 call. So I, I sold this actually into the momentum. When I saw the spy began to rip um, and it was about like 396, 397. I sold that bearish call spread. Why? Because I believe even if it went up to 400 or 4,000, if you're looking at the SPX, uh, I didn't think it was going to go above 401. I think 400 was a resistance level. I didn't think it was going to go any higher. Um, now, I mean, we shot straight through 4,000, though, right? We, sh- we shot straight through it, which is kind of crazy. Typically, whole numbers, which is why I bought the spread in the first place uh, or sold it, Typically, whole numbers represent some resistance as prices approach it, but I suppose market participants were particularly enthusiastic last week, right? Whole numbers, for some reason, cause a mental um, level of either fear or greed in people. When people see whole numbers as prices go down, they want to buy, and as prices go up and they hit a whole number, people typically are more apprehensive buying at those levels. But anyway, I was clearly on the wrong side of the play. Right, the market just kept pushing higher, but I was confident that even if price broke above it, like I said before, that it wouldn't close above 401, and that's the big thing. Even if price goes above um, that initial call that I sold, unless I get exercised in that moment, I didn't believe that it was going to close above 401. I just truly didn't, and you know, the point is. 
as risky as it was, I was right. I mean, the market did push uh, very, very close to 401. And after hours, it after hours trading pushed above 401. But when the market closed at 4 p.m., it was below 401, right? So I was right. But Robinhood decided at 3 p.m., according to whatever kind of algorithm that they use, an hour before the market closed, the play was too risky for the account that I was using. Granted, I was trading with a small account size, so I get it. But the idea behind the spreads is that I have a defined risk and that I had my risk set and had the collateral to cover it, right? When you put on a spread, the difference uh, the difference is the collateral that they take out to cover in case you're wrong. So even if the trade goes haywire, the collateral is gone. It's been covered, right? My total risk has been covered. And everything beyond the one that I bought, right, which would essentially be the 402, is covered dollar for dollar. So again, even if I was wrong and it shot up to 405 and it went $4 past the the initial target, I'm still covered for three of those dollars, right? I'm still covered for three of those dollars. That's the idea behind the spread. So, I mean, I was protected. And on top of it, I made sure that I had a layer of protection, right? I didn't sell the 400, I sold the 401, right? So I had a layer of technical protection there as well, right? So the idea behind spreads is, again, the defined risk. And I went above that and had um, a standard deviation outside of that. But there are those who, I mean, I'm describing all these little things. And I was bothered at the time. And I went and I read back and I read the policy. And I was bothered at the time. But I can also understand why the policy is there. I mean, it may affect me in this way. I mean, I didn't really lose money. But it may affect me in this way. But the reality of it is, I've been trading options for a while. So I know the risks. And I do my best to protect myself against them. But there are those people who don't know um, as much about options as, as I may. And they're on the app that they're on the app trading, right? So the rules are they're really there to protect them, uh, those who are inexperienced, protect them against themselves, right? A lot of rules that we have, even in society, are there to protect other people, right, against themselves. Seat belts, traffic lights. It's to protect people who are either inexperienced or ignorant to certain things. Um, and again, whatever industry those rules are set. So again, like I said, I didn't really lose any money. So I can't be mad. The the uh, contracts were closed right at, as I bought them, right? Right at exactly what I bought them. So, I mean, the only downside is I didn't make the money that I would have because, again, it would have the spread would have expired worthless and I would have made all the money, right? I would have been able to keep all the credit and not have to relinquish any of the capital that I put up. But Robinhood did close it, so um, I did lose out there. But, again, there are no fees when you trade with Robinhood. Right, that's a benefit. So it's not like they closed the position, but I lost money on fees, right? So there's no fees, so that's that's a good thing as well. Um, but you know, to avoid it next time, I'll just have to make more money, ha- have more money in the account. Right? I mean, it's not a big deal. As far as I understand the policy, again, I don't know if there's anything minutiae that I missed in it. As far as I understand the policy, as long as I had enough money in there, they won't flag that as a risky trade, and I'll be good. Um, so that that's one way that I'll just get over it. Um, so I, like I said, I was bothered a little bit, but um, I understand. And this is what my thing has been about Robinhood for a while is 
as much as people don't like it and they feel blah, 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 this and that, Robin Hood is, um, it is, it was designed to give you uh, much faster access, but they're going to have training wheels on there, right? They're, they're going to have a lot of things there that stop you from hurting yourself because they're giving you so much easy access, right? If you think about, I mean, really, really, let's look at it. We have the credit card industry. I was getting credit cards with $1,500 limits with no job. I was getting those in high school, right? No protection. I could, I could be, in, I could run up debt on these credit cards. No protection, right? If you think about, um, I mean, I live in Florida. The, I mean, some of these kids, some of the people behind wheels, behind the wheel here, are not driving age. They should not be driving, right? But they are, and they're rarely getting stopped. There's, there's rarely any consequences, right? Uh, as it, as it pertains to the legalities, right, in terms of getting pulled over and stuff like that. So there are a lot of industries in the world where the training wheels should be put on, and they're not. In the stock market, even grown men, we saw this guy, uh, Huang, lose $30 billion, right? Had to liquidate $30 billion worth of securities, right? And cost that much losses for these banks. This is a grown-ass man, right? Playing with no training wheels. And we're expecting people to trade and invest in the same exact arena as this guy, with no training wheels, I don't know. I, I again, I'm not happy that I didn't get to make the money I wanted to make, but I also understand that there are a lot of people participating in this arena who are ill-equipped to fight this kind of battle, and there are people on the under other end of these trades who have no problem running you out of all your money. So. In this instance, I kind of understand, and I'm not one of the people that are. I'm not one of the people that I that I would expect is going to be caught off guard and to lose, you know, excess money more than I put in. Um, but I do though there are people out there that would lose on a trade like that and would lose more money than they even intended to invest through some crazy spinoff, right? And it's happened. So I understand the rule. I'm not mad at Robinhood, but. Now I know what I got to do. Just got to put more money in the account so that the next time they try that crap, it won't affect me. For all the fathers, sons, brothers, and uncles out there, you need to... Not that I say you should, you need to open a custodial account for your loved ones. If there is some kind of child out there that you love with all your heart and wish to protect, there's a way to make a difference in their future through the stock market. And this is not some kind of sale. There's no ad here. This is just me. I did it for my children, right? I opened two custodial accounts, one for my son and one for my daughter. And it took, you know, it takes 15 minutes and I can deposit, I deposit money in there and I buy and sell securities, or I can just buy and hold, or I can buy dividend stocks. There's a lot that I could do there and to leverage the power of the money that I make so that I can make a real impact. 
right? It takes 15 minutes. Go get it done. I mean, when, you know, your kids are going to, if you're a godfather or godmother and your your godson or your goddaughter is going off to college, wouldn't it be nice to say, here, here's 20 grand. Here's 30 grand. I've been doing this for you for the last couple of years. Wouldn't that be pretty cool? Or, you know, your own son or your own daughter, like, hey, you know, don't worry about taking out loans. I've been doing this since you're a kid. And here's a nest egg that I've got. I've saved $100 every two weeks for you. And now we're sitting on $50,000. So you're good for college. Or you want a new car? When you're 21, this account opens up. You can do whatever you want with it. You can put a down payment on your house because now you're getting married. There's a lot of different things you could do out there with one of these accounts. So, uh, again, this is no ad, but I know my my family is going to be good. My kids are going to be good. I want the same uh, for you and your family. So go get it done. Uh, and happy trading out there. It's me signing off. Is your host, Alex Cunningham, saying be well. And remember, as you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure. Thank you.